Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Authentic Filters, where topics are real, relevant, and the call to action is needed. Moral beliefs are being tested every day, so if we want to see change, let's stand united and demand that change happens. My name is Lisa. And my name is Anthony. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Alright you guys, welcome back to another fresh episode of Authentic Filters. We are on episode 8. We hope that you had a great week and a great weekend as we head, we're about, what, three weeks? Two or three weeks from Thanksgiving? So it's coming up quick, around the corner from the holidays. Always a great time of year. And um, we thank you so much for listening to our podcast for season 2 so far. If you haven't listened to episodes 1 through 7, please do so. We had great content that we've put out every week and we we know that you guys are enjoying it and we hope that you continue to share it and get the word out about our podcast authentic filters mm-hmm. so how was your week mom oh week is good <laughs> my weekend was was great really low-key didn't do a whole lot did things around the house your stepfather he was out in the yard raking the leaves all that good stuff only to have more leaves in the yard <laughs> the next day right. but i mean i i, I mean i guess it, it he made progress because it was a whole bunch of leaves out in the front yard. But other than that, really kind of low-key. There were things that I needed to do around the house. I got that done. Hey, weekend was good. Looking forward to starting this week off. As I mentioned last week, um, our fiscal year 2022 started November 1st. So there are just a lot of things that I'm looking forward to doing and kind of just getting uh, that year kicked off. Pretty so good. how was your weekend? Well, my week was good, and then the weekend was good as well, so uh, not not too much going on, just getting through inspections on some properties and then listing some other stuff uh, this coming week. Mm-hmm. On another note, our, we haven't received anything back on the SBA as of yet. So we're gonna see Why what is this. Why that not surprising <laughs> to me? We're gonna see what this week brings, but uh, I'm not gonna hold my breath. I'm just gonna say that. Well, I, I called them last week. I called the reps, and they said that they have everything. So they just said, "Yeah, but they said that the last time." And you That's know, true. you know the the circles they put us through and asking for the same documentation over and over and over. So well, we've we're past that point. They said, "Well, we'll they see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens." So. All right. Well, for our first topic, we're going to talk about the infrastructure bill that the Democrats finally got passed late Friday nights. I think it was around 11 p.m. Washington time. They finally got it done. So I'm going to just call it a win. I think that they realized that probably was a fire that was lit under them after the elections that recently took place in which I think a Republican took Virginia and then the Democrats nearly won I think it was New Jersey and maybe a couple other places, but that definitely lit a fire under them in terms of we got to get stuff. Well, yeah, I mean it's done. a long time coming when you really sit and think about it. They really never had a bill passed like this, not in my lifetime. I mean, just well, never. And here's the thing: there's so there's you, you got to well, think about. The, they had a pretty big bill passed, but it was about almost ten years ago. Well, under the Obama administration, I mean, look at what he had to pass. Yeah, but did what got done? What that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was everything to get the economy going back because we were obviously in the recession back in 2008. I'm talking about infrastructure. With this infrastructure bill, from my understanding, it's about the roads. Yeah, well, it's I'm about, just saying a bill of this magnitude. 
Yeah, no, I'm just talking about far as what's in the bill. Right, I'm yeah, talking about is... the I'm talking about the infrastructure yeah. itself. It's about time that they actually really focus on the infrastructure within our country. So mm-hmm. I'll let you kind of get more into the the meat, the details of that on what that particular infrastructure package entails. Sure. Um, so like you had mentioned, the whole purpose of this bill is essentially to rebuild the country's aging public work system, fund new climate initiatives, because as you know, climate change is a real thing. Mm -hmm. It is. And then they also wanted to expand um, high-speed internet for the country. Obviously with 5G, Mm -hmm. it's weird. I got to do more research onto that, but it opens up the portal to do a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, what little bit that I did read was with the internet, you just have like so many people that just don't have access to, to the internet. So it's supposed to help them out and give them access as well. Right. So they call it the Build Back Better plan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a major BBB. goal. The, uh, yep. A major goal for the Biden administration. And they got it done. When his approval rating is at an all-time low for him, they were able to get this done, which is great. So it'll provide $550 billion in new funds over 10 years mm-hmm. to shore up roads, bridges, highways, improve internet access, and then modernize the nation's power grid. They're also investing $50 million of that $1 trillion to prepare for climate change. And this is going to help with the devastating wildfires that you see in California, California. and some other places around the country. Um, floods that you see usually, you know, in the northeast and sometimes in the south for sure. Storms, droughts. And again, this is all brought about. These events are not, how do I want to put this? They're not foreign, if you will. It's not like the world has never seen these events over decades mm-hmm. in the past, but they're more intense than they've ever been because mm-hmm. of where the climate is mm-hmm. today with all the emissions, with all the pollution, everything that's suffocating the planet. It's it's causing these events to be more intense and stronger than they've they've ever been. True, but at the same token, I mean humans play a huge part in that. We have to start right. doing things differently. We do. We know whether it's how we actually get to work, our, our transportation, if we're going to choose to walk <laughs> or drive or depends on what kind of car we're driving in. Yeah, and I'm going to um, get to that part. Yeah, so, it, it, I mean, we, we, we have to do, basically what I'm saying is we have to do our part as well. Yo, he has his bill and all that's included, but we all have to be on board and we all have to, to help save the world. Because right now, I mean, we're in, we're just in a bad spot. We It's to the point to where we don't even know what season we're in. Because the world is so bad with climate change. Mm. It's hard to tell. It's very hard to tell. Some, if, if, if it <laughs> yeah. is, if we're getting to go into, let's just say winter, it could be 80 degrees outside. And it's like, what winter and there's 80 degrees outside? Yeah, I mean, that's not usually what happens in a place like Kansas City in the Midwest. But when, when, you, when you go to Florida, that's what it is. But, but yeah, you're right. But we're, we're talking Kansas equator. City, though. We're right. talking Kansas City. Uh, I, I mean, those are things that I've noticed just being in the Midwest that at times it's hard to even tell what season it is. Right. Well, one of the interesting things about this bill is it was passed with a bipartisan approval. Mm -hmm. So it was 228 to 206, 228 being the yes, and then 
206. Most of those Republicans that said no. No. 13 Republicans were on board and were a part of that 228, which is good. So mm -hmm. obviously you have people on both sides of the aisle mm -hmm. that felt that this was much needed. Of that $1 trillion, $110 billion is going to be used to replace and repair roads, bridges, and highways. $66 billion is going to be used to boost the railroads, modernize kind of the railing system, Amtrak, public buses. Yeah, and, and I want to kind of briefly talk about that as far as the, the rail. I know that they had talked about years ago that they was going to put some type of transit in place to where with us being here in Kansas City, we can actually get to St. Louis within 30 minutes. That might be a part of this. I mean, obviously, $66 billion is a lot of money, so maybe they can make that happen mm -hmm. in, in that amount. But uh, it was really meant to just kind of modernize and expand the railing system to where people mm -hmm. can catch it. I mean, obviously, it's popular in places like San Francisco. Mm -hmm. and I mean, New York has their underground trains and whatnot. But like our downtown Kansas City Power and Light, we've got the... Yeah, we have the light car rail thing, right, but it doesn't go very far. It does. I mean, it goes through downtown, Town, and now yeah. they're expanding it. I think to the plaza, mm -hmm. which is going to be quite far. So that'll be pretty good for you know not having to drive your car as many places. Yeah. And you can just walk and take... It would be really good for people that... For tourist folks that, that come here. Or people that live down there. That live down there, yeah. And don't... And, mm -hmm. I mean, parking downtown, as you know, is you got to pay to park. You got to pay to park. And it's limited to parking. So taking that will be pretty good. Mm -hmm. They're using $55 billion to improve the nation's water supply mm. and replace lead pipes, mm -hmm. which is good. This will be good for minority communities because I, I would imagine that probably a higher percentage of those communities have lead pipes versus the non-minority kind of more affluent neighborhoods mm -hmm. that are newer with bigger mm -hmm. luxury homes. And I read about that. A lot of the um, minority locations do have really just those old rusted pipes mm -hmm. that are outdated. It's been more than time to do that. It's been more than time to do that. But then also you got to think about in Detroit. I mean, they're still yeah. the, the Flint residents. Yeah. It, it's still horrible after all these years. Right. And no city, no state should have nasty, contaminated drinking water. Not in America, they shouldn't. Not in America, because we're, 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 we're too rich for that. Right. So once again, to me, I think around the world, everybody should have clean, safe drinking water. Right. To drink with, to bathe with. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And unfortunately, so, that's not the case. But uh, to go back to what you were saying... The transportation. Mm -hmm. They're investing $7.5 billion. And I think that this is really good because a lot of the big automakers like Chevy, Mercedes, pretty much everybody is mm -hmm. on board. They're going to be transitioning all of their cars to electric, hopefully no later than 2030. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a different world because all you're going to be able to buy new is electric vehicles. Obviously, you're going to have your older vehicles that mm -hmm. are still gas that you can always purchase, but that's the goal. And so the administration is going to be putting in electric chargers throughout the entire country. Because right now you just have a majority of Tesla mm -hmm. chargers mm -hmm. and that works for the Tesla network, but mm -hmm. not everybody wants to buy or drive a Tesla. Mm -hmm. And so you need other compatible chargers. Mm -hmm. Essentially, this is going to be the new gas station. And this is and it's a game changer. You think about it, all cars eventually are going to be electric. You no gas no more. What are we going to need? Oh, maybe for lawnmowers, but then eventually they're going to all be electric too. Right. Everything is going to be electric. You see what I'm saying? So when you think about you're not using gas, you're not polluting the environment. It's just it's just going to be really a game changer. But 
now that everything's gonna be converted over to electricity, we still have to think about a different way on how to to get better electricity, which would be solar panels. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Solar panels, wind turbines, wind turbines, yeah. And so hopefully they'll be investing in those as well um, to kind of modernize the mm-hmm. nation's power grid, which is one of the things that they're going to be doing. So that'll be good. Okay, so how will they pay for this? This is supposed to add $350 billion to the deficit. But what was actually interesting is they're going to be taking some of the uh, COVID-19 relief funds that were not used, and they're going to try to reallocate those. And they're thinking at least $22 billion of those funds, they can reallocate those to pay for this infrastructure bill. And then, that of course, ain't enough. right, it's not enough. So, they're going to be doing taxes as well, the taxing the rich. Y'all, they better be taxing out. the rich, and they better not come after the middle class. So, here's the thing. So, this is interesting because when you think about it, normally when they actually pass a bill, and I mentioned this in several episodes about how some of these agencies they still have the money and you can't send that money back. So, I do like the fact that. They're going to take the approach of reallocating it somewhere else because they know there's still so much money out there that these agencies did not release. Right. So they're saying that they're going to take $22 billion and apply to this. Okay, but they're still short another $330-something billion. So, the, yeah, they've got to get creative. Taxes is going to be a way that they're going to make up a good majority of it. And then they didn't really get into too much detail as to how they're going to, I guess, make up the rest. Obviously, it's just going to be added on to the deficit that the U.S. already has and how they plan on paying everything else down. But Well, it's interesting because $350 billion to the deficit, but the bill was for a trillion. They haven't quite explained how they're going to pay everything back as mm-hmm. of yet. At least that's, I haven't seen it yet. I think they're still working out the kinks in it just because it was signed Friday. So there wasn't as much detailed information available in terms of how they're going to pay back every single penny. <laughs> but I think eventually over time it gets paid down. Okay. Especially with taxes and then savings that they're going to have by investing in these more green initiatives and, and what that's going to do cost-wise across America over time. One good thing about this this plan is it also adds more jobs because when you really think about it, they're going to need people to actually work the railroads because the tracks are not in the best shape. They're mm-hmm. going to need people to lay down those tracks. I just see it creating more jobs, but hopefully these are good paying jobs that people are going to want. And and that's the problem that we're kind of running into right now is there's so many open jobs that nobody wants. And so hopefully this would be a game changer to where, you know, people will be, they'll want to work. They'll have that, that eagerness and desire to want to work in order to just um, be a part of this impact. Right. Well, if they're paying a good hourly wage or salary and then offering really good benefits or at least decent benefits, then that should attract a good amount of of the workforce um, to want to do those jobs. Yeah, I'm still, I'm a numbers person. So I'm still trying to, I would like to definitely know how they're going to pay for this. Yeah, I think in this this month, probably maybe mid-November, there were some things that I was reading in the New York Times that they were still working out in terms of paying back what the cost is going to be. So they should have those ironed out hopefully by the mid of this month or maybe later this month mm-hmm. to give us more detail. But yeah, that's, that's where they're at. I think it's a great thing for not just the party, not just the Democratic Party, but America in general. I mean, this mm-hmm. is going to be huge 
for the country. Yeah, because it's, it's desperately needed. I mean, right. the roads are horrible. The Have you? Horrible. I mean, even when I take Shawnee Mission Parkway to go to work or come home, oh my goodness, the roads are so lumpy and bumpy. Right. It is just horrible. Yeah. I mean, people probably gotten flat tires and knocked their shocks off their cars. The roads are just, they're in horrible condition. Yeah, it's about time that this stuff gets done. So it's it's like a house. You've got to do maintenance. You have to do in the, the country, maintenance. You've got to do maintenance. And it's been more than enough time. Now, at the state level, they do mm-hmm. maintenance. Obviously, on the Kansas side, I think they do a lot better maintenance than on the Missouri side. In my opinion, I don't know if you've noticed that. but It could be because, you know, Kansas has always been known for paying higher taxes. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, over here in Kansas, the transit is nothing like the transit over when I say the the metro or over here I think it's called the Joe Joco or something like that. Mm-hmm. Missouri side is the metro. Well, I mean over there it is much needed. I'm not saying it's needed not needed over here. It's but more urban over there. It's more urban over there to where that type of transportation is desperately in need over there. And they have to continue to maintenance that and upgrade those buses and add more routes and, and, and expand the routes if, if need be. But then also, the Amtrak train. Have you been on the Amtrak train? Yeah, it's but horrible. They're gonna be mo- I mean, <laughs> they need to. They, they need to modernize it. it. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Put I mean, because it, it. Is, it is horrible. I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, it doesn't cost very much to ride the train. But at the same token, a lot of people do travel that mm-hmm. way. It takes you longer to get to your destination, but it's affordable. Right. So continue to make it affordable, but still upgrade it. And that's what they're looking to do. So, I mean, this is a huge bill. I'm excited to see. Obviously, it's going to take time. This isn't going to, they pass it, and then all of a sudden these yeah. things are going to happen mm-hmm. over the course of a year. But, you know, you also have next, to eventually see the changes within, yeah. you know, the next five years, five, ten years the next yeah. 10 years. You, you'll, you'll say, wow, well, this world we live in is very modern. It's just, well, you it's because regardless if the current administration stays in mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. this is taking place. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge initiative that he wanted to tackle during his time as president. And it's a huge win for his administration. So regardless, though, if he gets if he's just a one term president or he becomes a two term president, it doesn't matter. It was passed. Go ahead and, and start just working on it. They got it done. And they got it done. They, they got, got it done from the standpoint of they got it passed. Right. And think about, and this isn't to knock the last administration, but they had control of the House and the Senate and couldn't even get their supposed health care plan passed in which they didn't even have a full plan. Yeah, Trump. Right. They couldn't even get that passed. And they had all the resources that they need. The Republicans controlled the House, they controlled the Senate, and then he was the president of the United States. They couldn't get that done. And how many years did it take for them to attempt to get it done and... and Biden got this done in his first term in less than a year. So this is definitely not only a win for the Democratic Party and the Biden administration, but it's it's a win for America in terms of what it entails and what what it's going to do for our country moving forward. So oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm really something like this. Everybody should have been on board. Everybody benefits from it. Everybody, everyone benefits from it. Everybody should have been on board. But at the same token, I think what scares people is the price tag of it. And how are we going to pay for it? (laughs) It kind of goes because, I mean, there's been several uh, packages that has been passed since 
Biden has become president. Well, you got to think about two, it. There's been two stimulus packages, mm-hmm. and they both were in the trillions. Well, this stuff isn't. I mean, how big is America? Fifty I, states. This I, isn't most cheap. Most definitely, I, I, I get that. But at the same token, it doesn't matter. You just can't go in the kitchen and, and, and cook it up, print money like like you, you got to have something to back it. What's going to back it? And here's the thing: you really need to have a plan before you even come out with this outline. I imagine they do. I they hope probably so. just didn't release it to okay. the public as detailed as as we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And and you got to think about it like this. I always think about your real estate. The longer that you defer the maintenance that you need to do, mm-hmm. the more costly it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So if we That's keep true. putting this off because, well, it's gonna, it costs too much now. Well, what do you think it's going to cost 10, 20 years from now mm-hmm. when stuff is really dilapidated? Mm-hmm. So it's better to get on it now while we can still attack this and get ahead, especially climate change. Well, because we're getting to the point where it's no return. On true. That. And then when you think about the climate change is... Um, a huge factor into the roads being the way that they are, mm-hmm. um, the bridges being now unsafe and really kind of unstable. Yeah. Um, I'm scared to even cross some bridges. <laughs> I, I kid you not. If, if I'm crossing a bridge, I'll be praying, Lord, please don't let there be like stop dead traffic on this bridge because right. it makes me nervous. Even when we leave here and head to St. Louis, yeah, I don't like crossing over that bridge. Yes, I don't like crossing over there. I don't like honestly. I don't like crossing over any bridge because I just don't know. One, when was the last time the Corps engineers went out there and checked the um, bridges? I don't know how stable the bridges. are. Uh, are and I really don't know how old the bridges are either. So honestly, I don't even like crossing bridges. Yeah, I don't either. But um, this is again, this will put us on the right path from an infrastructure standpoint. So we're excited about this. All right, you guys. When we come back, we're gonna talk about. I came across this article on NBC News. It's titled Justice for Jamarian Robertson. He is a African-American guy that was actually killed by um, U.S. Marshal and a Georgia police officer. And he was actually shot 59 times. So we're going to kind of get into that story um, on how did this happen? Why did this happen? I'm really kind of hoping that his family gets um, justice uh, for his death. of the segment we're going to talk about this article that is actually trending it is titled officers shot a black man 59 times convicting a federal agent won't be easy so i read this story and it is you know i have to say there's been so many killings of uh, african-american people to where it's really kind of hard to kind of keep track of every last one of them and i didn't know anything about this guy jamarian robertson he actually was killed back on august of 2016 and i guess they've been pro i guess once <clears throat> this this uh, story was shared with everyone they started protesting about it but is really starting to now get some spotlight in 2021 which is like oh 
Um, that's about five years later. When did this happen? 2016. And I knew nothing about this. So let me kind of give a little bit of um, history about this. It says that Jamarian Robinson was actually killed back on August 2016. A deputy U.S. Marshal, Eric Hines, and then Georgia police officer, Christopher Hutchins. From my understanding, they were actually looking for Jamarian because I guess there was a warrant out for his arrest. He had some, I think, some mental issues and that was going on with him. I know his his family had mentioned that he was taking medication for his mental issues. Mm-hmm. And lately he had stopped taking his meds and he was definitely unstable. So he was going through his own issues. And I think there were some other, you know, um, incidents with him to where he would get into it with officers if he, I guess he was pulled over or whatnot. But in this particular situation, they were out looking for him and they went to um, an apartment where he was actually at. And their story is, the police officer's story is that when they came across him, you know, he had a gun and he pointed the gun at them. Next thing you know, it just erupted into gunfire. Now, when I read the story, I did not read where Jamarian shot at the officers. Mm-hmm. It did say that the officer shot at him when everything was said and done. And, you know, he had the autopsy. The medical examiner said he had 76 gunshot wounds to his body. Whoa. But for some reason, I'm not understanding why the district attorney and I guess his family only reported 59 gunshot wounds. I don't know if it was because they counted the ones that exited the body I and mean, that's that's probably count like how do you not how, how do you even like count that many in the body how do you even justify shooting a person that many times was there no and, witnesses uh there could have been witnesses but here's the thing i, I it's really kind of hard to say because these two um officers are the ones that did the shooting mm-hmm. and you know it's probably really sad is i don't think at that time body cams were enforced 2016 there probably were but once again i think the issue with the body cams the body cams have been the police officer that has always had body cams but it's really kind of up to the officer if they want to turn that body cam on right that's off. what i mean it, it, it it's enforced now that it's got to be on it has so to that be on. should have shown whether mm-hmm. or not he had a gun or not they're saying the gun was his because i guess you know when more people got on the scene next to his body was a gun but his family is saying he didn't have a gun mm-hmm. and so it's just really kind of hard to say you know, was the gun his? Maybe it was his, but I'm not reading where it said that he fired the gun. He shot the gun. You said it was a. Who was the high ranking person? The high ranking person is a deputy U.S. marshal. So, what, what did this guy do to where the deputy U.S. marshal had to accompany a the, police that, officer? That, that part is kind of iffy, but what it did say, the U.S. Marshal and the police department, they always work together, I guess, to look for people that they need to arrest. Obviously, he had a warrant out for so his arrest. So they could have just used two police officers to, to do that? Uh, they could have, but maybe the U.S. Marshal. Sometimes the U.S. Marshal, they have the skill sets and oh, they have sense. better ways to go and track a person down. To me, if, US, if a U.S. Marshal's after you... 
That's like that a bounty like a, hunter. Right. That seems like a big, big ordeal. Yeah, but it, it didn't say um, that he did anything. Like he, it didn't say that he killed anybody. Right. So there could have been some. There could have been some things in his background what? to where the U.S. Marshal needed to 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 step to intervene. Seventy six bullets. What were they packing that fired off that many rounds? They could have had some AR-15s. I just, don't know. They could have had about, machine guns. Who knows? About a police officer. I just think about a regular. I don't know what you call it, but I don't think that that gun can hold that many clips. And well, like, well, I think those guns can hurt about uh, hold about sixteen. But obviously, they didn't have that unless they 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 had it and then put another clip in. Yeah, maybe and they and then that one was done and put another clip in. And I mean, firing off that many bullets if it was seventy six. And it didn't hit nobody else in an apartment complex where there's other people living there? No, it didn't say it hit anybody else. It was just talking about him. That's how many times he was hit. But regardless, though, even being hit a couple times. Would have taken him out. He would have fell to the ground. <laughs> so, is he on the ground and you still shooting? I, I'm just trying to wrap my out. brain around it. Because, I mean, it, I don't think he was still standing. It would take, a, it would take uh, quite a while to shoot off 76 bullets. So, you telling me you didn't recognize spatially that there was nothing coming your way from his side? Let me tell you something. If they're, if they're just shooting at black people, then obviously they're not thinking about right. that. To a certain point, even to be in the midst of that, you just don't even know what a person's thought process is. But my my take of the matter is, is it's not saying he fired the gun. The gun that you claiming he had, it's not saying that he fired the gun. But I just can't understand why and how you felt the need to shoot him that many times. And here, once again... Even I would think a few bullets he would have fell necessary. out. So he just would have fell out. To take that to your point, if it only takes a, even one bullet, but if it only takes maybe three bullets for him to fall out, for you to aim at him while he's out, he's and, down the ground seventy something more times. That means you must have seen where he was at and you kept still firing. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. It gets to the point to where it's so sad to read these stories. It honestly is just exhausting because it's like, how is this happening? How is it still going on? And there is just so many more stories like this that never hit the news. We don't know about it. This happened in 2016. As much traction. It doesn't get tra- traction at all. And here's the thing. It, like, it, it happened, but the family didn't get vindicated until, what, this year? It's kind of like now they're being charged. These officers are, are they being, being char- charged. They're, once again, they're being charged. Okay. And so the article also said, experts said, okay, well, it's going to be hard to definitely get the, the federal agent, which is the U.S. Marshal guy. They, that, they, they really wasn't saying a lot about the police officer. It was like, to really get a conviction against that guy, impossible. He basically can go and kill whoever he wants to because he's a, fe- he's a federal agent. And so as I continued to read on, I was like, you know, this is just, this is horrible. But it talked about the the old laws that are in place. I mean, these are old laws that they were actually built to protect federal agents. Mm-hmm. So a federal agent, really, you're not even supposed to go after. You're not even supposed to sue them because in their eyes, they're never wrong. They do everything right. Well, somebody's over somebody. Somebody's over somebody. But once again, if the law has been so complex and there's so many layers to this. And and let me give you an example. So when they first tried to 
filed for a hearing in, in court. They took it to the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court kicked it back down and said, no, you're going to do this at the federal level. And then they kind of know how it's going to work when it gets into uh, gets to a federal judge. Because the federal judge is going to look at it. Federal judge is going to basically say nope and dismiss it. Why is that? Because it's, it needs to be at the state level. So but it has to start low and then it works its way up. Yeah. And they started high and worked their way But down. that's just the thing. It's, it's, to me, what I got out of this is no one wants to take on this case. No one wants to de- deal with it. Is it's the con- district attorney involved? I feel like that the would dis- be the person The district would be- attorney is involved, but at the same token, he's the one that's saying that the law is just so complex that they don't think they're going to get a conviction. Even if they get the police officer to corroborate and give him a plea deal or something? Oh, why would he take a plea deal if he knows that? he In his eyes, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, he's going to go to jail, but maybe they can lessen his sentence. In his eyes, he don't think he did anything wrong. So if, 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 if he knows and he's been trained that I'm a federal agent. Well, I'm talking about the police officer, though. Oh, well, they really didn't. That's the thing. They didn't say the the article that I read, and I've read a couple other articles, is not really saying that the police officer is not willing to comply and, 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 and help out. They're trying to get them both convicted, but they're saying that that federal agent is going to be hard. Well, that's what I'm saying. But the police officers, like, for instance, maybe they can speak with he or she and see if they can cooperate. Probably not. Why this person should be guilty as well. No, I mean, that would be kind of the backdoor thing. Not to say that they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But the issue that they're having is... Is about proving that a law enforcement officer is guilty of willfully depriving someone of their civil rights. It's kind of like that word, willfully. It says that there need to be police reform around that to where it needs to say, and, and that, that law needs to be amended by, by changing it from willfully to reckless, recklessly violating a person's right. Yeah, that was definitely reckless. That was definitely reckless. And what's unfortunate is that these stories, this one's from 2016 and now getting traction. Mm -hmm. But think of the ones from the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and the 60s and the 1900s where stuff like this was happening to black people. And it was the norm. That we we don't know. We don't know. It, It was kind of like, oh, it happened. Deal with it. Here's the story of what happened. Because the police officers will come to the families, tell them the story, and the family would just have to just deal with it. Mm -hmm. And even if they didn't believe it or they wanted to challenge it, either they were too scared to challenge it or they just let this basically just left it there, right. left it where, where it stood and just so kind of moved on. That's why things like police reform need to happen, which is what which is what has been starting to somewhat take place in certain areas of the country, especially with the body cameras being required to be on, um, better training taking place. It needs to be more consistent, frequent police officer training, more interaction with um, minority communities so that they can build better relationships and not be scared to go into those communities. Because obviously this is a situation where I'm assuming these two officers were white. Yeah, but but, but it kind of goes back to what you just said. Scared. Why? <laughs> I'm still confused on why people be saying they scared of black people. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get, get that. Don't, it's like, it's really, to a certain point, no, you that's not working anymore because during slavery time, you wasn't scared of us. Well, their ancestors. I mean, were. you wasn't scared of our ancestors during slavery time. Even though that actually might have been, but they... Okay, hold on now. 
They they was the way they the way they treated our ancestors. They wasn't scared of our ancestors. They, they wasn't were. they wasn't scared. Of, we was the, our ancestors were scared of them, and they was it was it was really kind of the the mind games that would be played. They that's what they used. They they tried used to use that manipulation because they were probably scared that our ancestors could rise up and, over, and, tur- and, and turn and overthrow them. So they tried uh-huh. to enforce their power and their fear and their terror as much as they could, so that they would have a hold and that's still going on till today when you really kind of think about it because now it's just on a different level a different scale because now you have police officers and they don't have whips they have guns you see what i'm saying guns in the 1900s they did but here's the thing they was doing the same thing in the 1900s they they did i'm not i'm not discounting it but i'm also saying that they also had whips mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. That's what they would do. Masters would actually whip the slaves. Well, now they got tasers. And they and got bat- and, and they got tasers now. and they have guns. They have bigger guns. They got batons now. Yes, too. yes. So you know, it would be it would be nice to know when each one of these incidents happen. It would be, be nice. It, it would be. It'll just be too I much. think it, I, I think it's too much when. It's old. It's kind of like it's old, but it's new. It's old because it happened so many years ago. And it's kind of like, how is it that we didn't even know about this? I'm sorry. It, it, it bothers me. It bothers me when things like this happens to, to black people. It bothers me when people go missing. Really don't matter what the race is. That bothers me as well. And they can't find these people. It's just like they just, to a certain point, it's like people just don't care. I think That's people what it feels care, like. but there's so much going on in the world and even in this country that it gets drowned out or it doesn't get as enough traction as it needs so that people everywhere around but that needs it. to change whether um well it's hard to because there's just so much news that's out there there's just so much stuff that's out there 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 hold on there is a lot of news that's out there but at the same token what just happened a couple weeks ago when the two couples went on a little road trip and then the boyfriend yeah, killed the girl the got, kill, killed gabby and then he he ended up dying himself that picked up like I, mean, um, I don't know how it did. I don't know how it did either. But, it did. but at the same token, every life is important. Right. And I think for me, it's more like I wish that there was a, a, a different type of platform, a different type of outlet for when things like this happens to families, that they can actually get that news out, whether it's, a, I don't know if that. I know there was this one blacknews.com. I don't know if that still exists. I need to probably go and check that out. But hmm. if they can email authentic filters and, and, and tell us kind of what's going on. It would just be nice to have these these different platforms and these different outlets. It's kind of like it goes back to the community. Having that's, a community to be able to share that information. A platform is no different than um, the next door neighbor uh neighborhood platform that we have or facebook or all these different platforms but i hear what you're saying that it could be too much because there's so many incidents but at the same token i think it goes back just the accountability factor Mm -hmm. this happened in 2016 and these guys just now being charged in 2021 yeah that shouldn't be the case something like that you can't even justify that what took so long that's the problem with that takes too long it takes too long for Right. It, but why is that? Something like that should have been handled and and dealt with in that year. It just shouldn't have it taken this long. You're so right. But once again, we keep running into the same situation. And then 
some some families are not even getting justice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no different than Breonna Taylor. Yeah, Th- those guys, they were they were that? they were never convicted. Nothing. It, it seems like nothing's gonna happen. It, it becomes very discouraging for black people when we sit and see this and we know this and we get out there and we protest and still change doesn't happen. And it's just like, how can this be? How How is one, how is it still going on after all of these years? Mm-hmm. And how are we still even in, in dealing with this? And then it's like time, when time goes by, so many years goes by, anything can happen. So These two guys can could have died of COVID and then we wouldn't have got justice. Right. You see what I'm saying? How is it that they're not being held accountable or being charged at that time. Those are things that needs to change because I was reading some something to do with the law that a lot of cases, a lot of decisions that judges make, it's based off of what a previous case uh-huh. that was similar to it. So that's yeah. how they base their their judgments off of in terms of how they, I guess, convict people or, or what they the need case something maybe. to go off of. They need something to go off of, and it's just like you just can't do that with every case. It's just it's to the me, law to is a, so it's so complex and it's, it's it's so complicated. But at the same token, I would think being a judge at that level, I understand you want to try to reference to previous cases that right. maybe were similar. I get that, but then there's many times where this is the first time this has happened. Right. So now what you gonna do? And you got something like this that's so dr- dramatic and just horrible is just something that you need to take care of in that year and but that's just the thing it's got it's, it's gone so many years has gone by that those two probably said oh well we we're good we did nothing wrong this is what we said the story is mm-hmm. and so you know what we're gonna continue living our lives yep. and that's just gonna be that but right. I think right now it's just all about hopefully getting a conviction and getting some closure for the family. I mean, this is just sad. It, yeah. it's, it's sad from the standpoint that it was just so long ago. And then to even read the story of how he died. Right. That's, that's, to me, that's a lot to take on and to bear because yeah, I is. can't even imagine getting shot that many times. Uh, here's the thing. After several of them bullets, he was already dead. Yeah, he was. And so, what 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 was the point of continuing on with there that? There was no point. There was no point. What? To me, it, it it then crosses over to where what you did it was reckless and it was malicious. It was malicious. It was malicious to me. It was just pure evil. Yep, it was evil. It was intentional at that point. Um, I just I just can't see how you pull your trigger that many times. I just can't see it. Yeah. And not know what you're doing and not have the spatial reckoning to realize that it's only coming from your side and obviously you know where to point your gun because you're hitting this person so what are they doing what they're lying there yeah but i think what what also kind of really kind of gets at me was that when they went looking for him they went to i guess his mother's house she said she didn't know where he was at but then she said that you know he had stopped taking his meds she even told them you know, he has some mental issues. So that should have... And that right there should have... That puts him in a different kind of category. Right. So let me be... Let me just kind of just be a little bit more... Okay, so right. he, he's on some meds. He has been taking the meds. He does have some some mental issues. And maybe and, they and have it, training for that. How and, to deal with people that are... And that's correct. Experiencing mental issues. And yeah. maybe have not been taking their medication as they need to. 
Because there's a different way to deal with someone like that versus Mm -hmm. firing off that many rounds. Yeah. We pray for his family. Honestly, just reading this story is just heartbreaking. And I really hope that with these horrible old decade laws in place that reform can happen. It can happen before this case is over with to where the family can be vindicated and they can get justice for Jamarian. But if, if it doesn't happen, then chances are that federal agent can get off sky-free. And right. it's, it's very unfortunate. Well, hopefully they keep um, definitely tabs on this story and, and push it higher up into the, the news feed. People need to be made aware of this. I mean, this is something that we shouldn't let just go silent. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to episode eight of Authentic Filters. We've got eight episodes for season two. You got a lot of great content to listen to. If you haven't checked this out already, please be sure to share with your family and friends and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And until next time, peace. Peace.